Welcome back to another episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Hunter Long and Leanne Lamberton. Today we'll be talking with 2017 junior Iditarod finisher, Hannah Mahoney. Hello, Hannah. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. All right. We like to start our show off by asking our guests who or what inspired you to get involved in the Iditarod. I got involved with Iditarod because of the movie Balto. I started watching it when I was a little kid. Can you tell our audience a little about the Junior Iditarod? The Junior Iditarod is a race for kids 14 to 17 that is 150 miles on the start of the old Iditarod start. Mm. It is um, two days and one night. Where do you live, Hannah? I live in Michigan. How old were you when you did the race? I was 17. When were you first interested in dogs and racing? I was always interested in dog sledding, but I didn't know I there was such a thing as a junior rider rod till a few years ago. Can you tell us how your parents felt when you decided to join the junior rider rod? They were excited, but also nervous and not really sure what to do, I guess, because we never really did dog sledding before. We just didn't really know where to start, I guess. Where did you start? Uh, my mom called the head of the Iditarod Trail Committee and asked if it was crazy to fly up to the sign-up, the Iditarod sign-up, and try to find a musher. And they're like, nope, come on up. So we flew up to Alaska, and we talked to a bunch of mushers. Talk to us about how you trained for the Iditarod, junior Iditarod. I would fly up to Alaska as much as I could on school breaks and stuff. And I trained with Iditarod musher Wade Mars. And he. we started out on ATVs cause, because there's no snow. And they taught me how to, you know, use the commands for the dogs and how to untangle the dogs. And we trained those pups. And then eventually he taught me how to control the sled, and ride the sled, and stuff that I you wouldn't really think about, like the snow hook having to make sure it's really well placed, otherwise the team will take off. Did you have to miss a lot of school preparing for the race? I actually didn't have to miss too much school because I, my parents and I planned our trips during school breaks. Um, the only time I really missed a good bit of school was the actual race because I wanted to be there a week before the, the race started so I could get some last-minute training in. How did you prepare to camp overnight? On probably the second to last trip up to Alaska, we did a mock camping trip where we went on a 20-mile run, and then we set up in the dog yard, like where they have all the dogs, at like a mock camp. So 
they showed me how to light the dog food cooker and how to just feed all the dogs and just kind of camped out that night. What was your favorite part about running the dogs? I love how quiet everything is. Like, you would think that when the dogs are barking and getting excited for the race that they're like that the whole time. But after about five minutes, everything is just quiet and you're out in nature and it's just so gorgeous out there. How many dogs are you required to to be able to enter the race? I believe the minimum is eight, but you can't have more than ten. Was there a dog you had that really stood out? Oh, they all stand out in their own way. Um... I was originally going to have a different lead dog, and I never really worked with the lead dog I actually raced with, Jazz. Uh, Andrew, the other junior I did around Musher, he was going to, I believe, use Jazz. But we ended up at the last minute that I used her. And she, she was an interesting dog. She liked to do what she wanted to do, but she did her job well, and she's just a sassy dog. She was awesome. Can you talk to us about the actual race? The race itself, um, it was it was long. I'll admit, I was tired a lot of it because there is this almost mountain that they call Nine Mile Hill, and it's nine miles in. And that hill was so steep. And it took probably an hour to get through. And you can't just let the dogs pull you straight up. You have to help them push. And it was really hard getting up and really fast getting down. Because all the steep hills going down. It was really fun. But really tiring. I mean, I would do it again in a second. But it's a lot of work. It's not just um, standing on the sled. You have to really help the dogs out. The camping part was really fun. It was a lot of waiting. That was honestly the only time I got cold. Because all the other times you're working, you don't really think about it, but you're constantly moving on the sled. Uh, It was really fun, though. A lot of my friends and I stayed up. There was a fire, a big campfire, and we all talked and had fun. We drifted off at some points, but it was a really fun time. When you get to the overnight stop, what do you have to do for the dogs? The first thing you do is you put your snow hook out down by your sled and take the other one, and you put it by where your lead dogs are connected so that the dogs can't uh, pull out your the back snow hook it just kind of keeps them in place and then you unclip all their tug lines the lines that connect to their harness and you take off all the booties and you start cooking their food so you light the lighter in the dog food cooker and you fill it with snow so that the snow melts and you'll get water and you have a bucket that's full of the frozen meat and then when the water is boiling you put the water in the dog food and you give all the dogs their meal and then you just kind of make sure they all eat get their food get them 
settled. Oh, and you put straw out for them. You all, they all get um, a good amount of straw each. You get a half bale of straw. So, Did you encounter any problems during the race? Uh, a lot of the parts of the trail were pretty difficult. There was one part coming into the camp that I actually had to go back out of on the way out. And it was really tight turns, really close together. And I probably flipped my sled three or four times in that one area. Uh, Another part, a little bit before that, was on, I think it was either the lake or the river. There was part of the snow that was melted on top of the ice. And half of my team wanted to go swimming and play in it. And the other half wanted to stay away. So I got flipped over into the water. Um, and then the other part that was really difficult, it was a really steep downward, like, hill with a turn, and we hit the turn too fast, and I got flipped over, and I almost hit a tree. What was your ranking in the race? Uh, I got the Red Lantern. I got a migraine. I don't know if you know what a migraine is. It's like a really, really bad headache. Um, towards the end of the race before the overnight and I stayed a couple extra hours which cost me the you know a good placing so the Red Lantern is last in so our listeners know the muster that finishes the the race last is the Red Lantern winner the Red Lantern is a symbol that of perseverance it tastes to finish such a tough race. Congratulations, Hannah. Thank you. After completing the junior Iditarod, are you interested in running the big race? I want to eventually, but I have to finish college first. That was kind of the agreement that I've had with my parents that I'll get college done and then I can continue dog mushing after. What are you going to college for? I'm going into college for a degree in wildlife biology. What advice do you have for young kids that are interested in getting into the junior Iditarod? Keep trying. Just don't give up on it. Uh, find a local musher if you can, even when if it's when you're older. Just keep trying. You'll get there eventually. Who was your biggest inspiration during your training and the actual race? Probably Wade Mars. He has taught me pretty much everything I know about mushing. I would not be able to have done the junior Iditarod without him. The next segment of our show is called Lightning Round. We will ask you some very short questions, and you'll need to answer them as quick as you can. Ready? Okay. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Skittles or M&M's? M&M's. Football or baseball? Football. Snapchat or Instagram? Snapchat. Volleyball or basketball? Volleyball. Taylor Swift or Katy Perry? Oh, Katy Perry. Our final part of the show is called Mount Rushmore. You know what Mount Rushmore is, right? Yes. All right. If you were asked to replace the four presidents' faces to... To people that have made 
a huge impact on the Iditarod, who would you choose? You can choose mushers, dogs, or volunteers. Really, you could choose anything. Uh, probably Wade Mars, Didi Genre. You said just for the impact on Iditarod, right? Yeah. Uh, Lance Mackey, and probably Martin Booser. Thank you so much for being on our show, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on this episode of the Husky Talk. Credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, The Iditarod. The Iditarod Trail Song. I did I-